0: Thanks for joining us for
1: another week of Take Two. The prodigal Jim Debacus is back from the campaign trail, and Greg is <laughs> the city beside him. And somehow they've missed each other so much that they're dressing the same now.
2: There, there was no memo. This suit. is just, uh, you know, where he's coming over. He's he's decided he's had it with those people out that's there. That's right. He's coming over to the right. He's got to get registered as a Republican. It's all set. It's okay, all set.
1: Let's talk about that. So the mayoral campaign did not go. Probably as you had liked and hoped. So well, what that, happened? That's kind of rude how she said that. I know. Well, okay. I was trying to oh, okay. a nice easy. way to it's say a way.
2: this.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm happy to have you and have you concentrate more time on take two. What are your other plans for the future?
0: Well, look, the voters, the voters spoke, and, you know, I mean, I, it killed me when they, they gave me the results, and it, it was really close, kind of, and I said, it's very no, close." we're not going to make up that many. I'm not going through this thing. I hate politicians that don't say, you know what? I can't make up this many votes with a number of out. I'm out, and that's it. And, you know, people spoke, and I'm happy to live with them. So what am I going to do? I'm going to spend some time in Mexico teaching at a, uh, a university there.
2: That terrifies
0: me. They wanted to know <laughs> all about Trump and See, what about America. And you're and going to do the people. This is disinformation.
2: This, this is not They're asking right. me about the
0: electoral college. This is collusion. So I know. had to get Google out because this is gonna who be knows collusion. what that is. So all right, but you just
1: spent some time in Mexico, so you relaxed. You
0: yep, ready to go. You some
1: margaritas.
0: Next year I'll be living in China for two months and in Mumbai, i headed to Argentina for a month and a half to two months, and I'm gonna have a great life. Is what I was I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say do. this
1: sounds like a lot better life than city council did. meetings. Yeah. Can, I mean, I,
0: can I just point out that know. whatever people decide to do
2: in their future, yeah. I just don't see a safety net or a, you know, con, uh, consolation prize anywhere close to what Jim is describing. Maybe awesome here. things
1: you're going to do. It's
2: uh, a little bit.
0: You know. All
1: right. Well, I'm excited for you to live la vida loca. Um, I'll be interested to hear how your lessons go down there. Is it's a university you're going to be teaching at? Yeah, it's
0: a state university. All right. So, um, I, but it's going to be. They wanted, they wanted me to teach like regular semesters, but I don't know how to get excited. So it's going to be two week kind of intensive. Okay, this is the American political system. So awesome. I'll invite you guys down. I think Jim's phone. Let's do it. You Maybe we could do
1: Take Two podcasts down there for. I'm sure they would love it. I I, I want
0: to keep doing the podcast. wherever we All
2: right. So are. yeah, who's who's the bean counters? We got to get the budget ready for us to do some the on budget. Location. Okay. Take two. I'll
1: talk and see what we can arrange and see if we can go south of the border. Delta, you fun, listening? Right? That's right. All, can right. Can All right. Awesome. Well, show. I am glad you are back. There's glad always you. a chance. If you want to run for governor, you could do that. <laughs> uh, we had Jeff Birmingham get into the race this week, and he has two hundred. I know, right? He's a Utah County businessman, and he has $200,000 more than Lieutenant Governor Cox. So he's got a lot of money. He's got to work on the name recognition. Speaking of uh, the gubernatorial race, do you have anything you want to tell us or no? No,
2: other than it looks like an exciting race. It looks like I've I've heard some rumored names. I hear uh, former Governor John Huntsman Jr.'s name has continued to be spoken about, and his entry into this race uh, for governor in an open seat would make it a tough race, but an exciting one. Uh, also, uh, Spence Eccles Jr., if you... Ooh. That is a, a name that big is emerging in real time. That would make it... I, look, I think that Utah deserves a deep pool and a robust uh, Lots debate of options. and campaign. Sure. And so I think that that's good for the state. Uh, we don't see open seats very often, so I say come one, come all, whoever that may be. Awesome. But uh, But look, Jeff Birmingham announced this week, and I think that he is well-funded. I think one of the highest percentage of or formulas for success nationally to run for governor as a self-funded business person. And so I think uh, anyone that would look past him would make a mistake to do so. I think uh, that there's been a lot of work up until this point, and the announcement is here, and I think you'll see a lot coming out of that campaign. And again, back to the original point, I think that's a good thing.
1: That's right. I know there's a lot of listening tours going on, too, so we will It'll see how that goes. It'll fun to
0: see. I mean, it seems to me that it's Cox's biggest nightmare to have Huntsman in. Because they're the progressive end, if there's such a thing, of the Utah Republican Party, and and as they're battling that way, it's going to leave it open for the guys more on the right, I suspect, and um, it should be a Donny Burke. Unfortunately, there is no Democrat. I mean, I'm not even hearing rumors about anybody that might run. I know
1: a Democrat who's got some free time on his hands right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> what no. I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, what I think is going to happen: a bunch of us Democrats are going to change our registration, (laughs) and we're all going to in block decide who we're going to vote for at the last minute, and there's nothing the Republicans can do about it. You
1: could do it. I think you should register as a Republican. Uh, Will you send me a picture
0: of that registration card? I want want that if and
2: when that were to happen.
0: Look, we Democrats have no power over the governorship because we don't even have a candidate. Last time we had a great candidate with millions and millions of dollars. He got the same 30%. So, it may be the time that Republicans rip up their Democrat card. Who cares? And we, in mass, make a pledge we're going in, and as a block, we're going to vote as Democrats, and we will have a say about who's going to be the next governor. Otherwise, we end up with another loser like Gary Herbert for 10 years. Do <laughs> I you look, really I like feel that
1: strongly about him?
0: Gary Herbert has been there 10 years. Nothing is, what is his legacy going to be? Nothing has happened on education. I mean, we're still 50th. Uh, Give me some environmental stuff that he's actually done. Take a look at our public lands and see what's happened there. Yeah, we've had a good economy, but so has the rest of the country. had a good Obama economy. 10 years sitting in the chair. And it's like, what has been accomplished other than to forever change the system of government in the state to pay for play? What Gary Herbert has done in raising money and in making a connection between money and policy and having all these phony conferences and having people pay up, that will be the lasting, dark legacy of Gary Herbert. Because you can't point out anything that he's done well.
1: Jim came back, and he has no opinions. Uh- would you like to agree with him, or do you think that Governor Jim- Herbert has done a good job?
2: Look, you know there's how there's this healthy tension between the executive branch and the legislative yeah. branch. And I, I hail from the legislative branch. Only Jim DeBacchus could describe this governor in a way where I have to defend this man. Okay? <laughs> I, it, it wasn't even like my day job in he the legislature to do it. He does have high popularity. But I, but right I have to tell you this about this governor uh, and our state we have seen incredible growth, economic growth. We have a challenge with population. We have large families. 75% of our growth in the state of Utah comes from within. But that's the way it's always been. This isn't a new phenomenon for our state. Uh, This was happening, I would argue, before statehood in terms of the growth of the state. How do you manage that? These things don't happen by themselves in terms of how you manage a growing population with its infrastructure challenges, with its education challenges. I am not unsatisfied. In fact, I'm relieved at where Utah sits today, and I don't think that comes without strong leadership. However, I will say uh, that as we move forward, it's getting a little closer in here. It's getting a little more crowded, isn't it? It is. The infrastructure challenge, the challenge of growth, my daughter that's a, a junior at UVU, I want her to find a job, to be able to stay here, to have a family, to be close by with me. If we don't get our arms around the infrastructure challenges of the state, water, roads, even our workforce, being able to see that people can stay here, we're not just going to go into mediocrity, we're going to go into a decline. And so that kind of leadership, I think, will be maybe a new era, something a little bit harder than what we have seen up till now.
1: Yeah, infrastructure is a real issue. I know just in the Salt Lake County area, looking at Bangor that should have probably built wider in the first place when it was done. There's a lot of vision that needs to go on. So we're gonna talk about that more in the uh, future. The governor though has called a special session on your favorite topic, medical marijuana. This one, though, is, I've seen a lot of people upset that this is happening. They're thinking that the legislature is going to tear it further away from what the people voted on. My understanding is this session might actually bring it closer to what people actually voted on on the actual ballot.
2: So there was, you know, we sought common ground. I think we arrived at that. But we always understood that in something as uh, transformational or something that has never been done before, you know, states taking on uh, medical cannabis, It is against the Controlled Substance Act, all of it. if someone says that there's a part that's not, let's just be honest, let's be intellectually honest. Not only is medical cannabis uh, breaking the the federal law, but certainly in Colorado and Nevada and California where recreational marijuana is legal, that I would argue is even a greater, more flagrant violation of federal law. And we have tried to do our level best to find ways to protect public safety while providing access. But we knew when we did this, as you get into this, as long as we were doing it together with a commitment to provide that access in a safe way, there would be there would be lessons learned. And as, if we are working together, and I think that's an example of what's happening here, you can come together in a special session and find and overcome the hurdles that might uh, be there that you didn't see when you were bringing this compromise together. But the spirit of, of finding common ground still exists, and I think that Utahns, should uh, should take note and find that to be a good thing
1: and my understanding is the state was <laughs> going to have these dispensaries where everything went out from and I think it's going to be more private now is that a good thing Jim, for to was Jim this
2: isn't a comedy uh, section, did you don't
1: any, laugh, did you that, that was true, before you I just poured in my in. heart out The, the
0: people went and voted and the yes. government and the governor and the legislature they hated it they don't want medical marijuana they hate it and they were contemptuous no. And they got together and had a compromise among the people that hated it all along, and they came up with a compromise, and suddenly, a year and a half later, they discover, oh my gosh, this is against federal law. We better have another compromise and bring it all together. What the hell? Why weren't they listening to us way back when? And instead of being down the road a year and a half, suddenly they figured all this out. These people were against it from day one. They've stayed against it. They're against it now. They have roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. It's gonna be years, I predict, before one patient is helped while they're off blah 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 blah. This is a bad system and it and it shows just how contemptuous our elected representative are toward the will of the people. That didn't say Oh, do something about it. They said, pass this bill. Okay, so let's talk about some of the issues that are
1: coming up. This week in the news, there was a mom who had her children taken away from her for reasons of, I think, some problems in the marriage. She has her children back. She's taking CBD oil, as I understand it, because she has pain. But in her blood test, it's showing up that there's slight amounts of THC, which is against the law. We've talked about the fact that federally that's not something that's okay. The judge is trying to go by the rule book and say, I'm sorry, we're taking your kids away. But there's an argument now and they're going to hopefully try to work this out in the legislature where they're like, okay, there's got to be some spirit to the law. What do we do? Because this is a mess. I mean.
2: So we did. We contemplated when we worked on this when I was in the legislature that we did not want people, the unintended consequences as we create this structure, it, it people fall out of compliance. And so there was language in the bill to to try and remedy that. Clearly with this judge's decision, uh, there needs to be even in greater attention and and. and uh, worked put towards that. That's an unintended consequence. I just want to say this. It wasn't just people that didn't like medical cannabis yep. that got together. You had the people that authored the very uh, referendum that were part of the group that came together. And that was a transparent process that before the election even took place at the beginning of October said, there is common ground here. Many people that I heard voted for Prop 2 to make sure that the agreed upon compromise would pass I remember being uh, speaking with Jim my friend and we were talking about how should you vote should you vote against it because you have the compromise or should you vote for it because you found this common ground and it was Jim 's position that if you've, you wanted to hold the legislature's feet to the fire with the agreement you should vote for that uh, that referendum so uh, what I 'm saying is you can 't glean the intent of every voter when you 've been transparent to show that there's common ground between both sides having been found. What we have is what we said we would have. We would bring together the sides so that not one side would be acting in a disingenuous way, contrary to what Jim believes. I think you have a collaborative process now that you would not have had if there had just been a bill uh, without any kind of that
0: conversation ahead of time. Are so. you
1: being disingenuous, Jim? The
0: governor and legislative <laughs> Republican leaderships and, frankly, some Democrats, they gamed the system. They were against it. They fought it. They had years to come up with their own plan. Finally, when it became clear that it was going to get on the ballot and it was going to pass, pass yeah. they sat down with a compromise, and the compromise wa- was, if it passes, we decide. If it doesn't pass, we decide. Baloney. It's the, it's all this time later. Do you? Can you give me the name of one doctor, Greg, that right now, if you're suffering, you can go get... Uh, a prescription now while the legislature has set up this crazy no, well, Goldberg Jim, thing
2: I see another major uh, healthcare yeah. providers have said and they're not called prescriptions they're
0: recommendations oh, right. but they have said you can recommend and, but and I think that has that that is, give me the name of a doctor who's making recommendations I we even had them I,
2: testifying in committee there were doctors that came and testified so I imagine I don't know I haven't seen their recommendations as they've been made but given that we saw the interest of physicians in our state to do it and given that other states who have that same requirement as Pennsylvania does have engaged in, in that even well, in secret so
0: and then what if they do what if they do give that and somebody's walking down the street and is caught with it in their blood i mean the legislature may have found a way to drag this out and fumble it more and be less transparent, but I don't know how they would have. It's, it's legal it's though to have horrendous. it in your
1: system and have it on you if it's only the amount you'd have. There's a dosable from, amount
2: and you'd have to have a, right? a doctor's recommendation.
1: Let's try it.
0: Okay, I want you to right go to now, the doctor
1: today. between now and next We're week. We're going to make it. say,
0: the, the guinea pig. Give, give me the news. name of a doctor. Okay. Somebody well, you, anyone in the text IHC me the name system, system, of a doctor.
1: Anyone in the IHC system can. But they're some not
0: them. doing it. I know. So Even that's though how their company it. says they can, they don't feel protected.
1: So what kind of medical problem do you have, do you, you think you could get it for? Mental. I okay.
0: <laughs> <He laughs> okay. said it, I didn't. But I suspect all along. I'm saying,
1: all right, if anyone is listening to us and you have a doctor where you have a bona fide problem where you're saying, I would like this, and you You've either been given the recommendation for it or said, sorry, you're going to have to have opioids instead, let us know. Cause I really would like All to know. Too, I, I too, personally too. go to a doctor that prescribes herbs, um, and I haven't asked for it yet. I should have. I was just at my... Um, yearly physical and I should have just asked to see if that was one of my options and I didn't even think of it so now I'm feeling very disappointed in myself <laughs> All right. Right too. I would I too and if you do
2: I think it, one of the dosages should be right before the show right before the show
0: alright see how that, that plays out on TV yeah.
1: I think you're still not supposed I'll to be using it. that at work or while you're I driving if rules. I
0: meet one of those medical things I don't know that I do but if I did I would I would try it on the podcast and see what, see how it affects me. Because I've only tried it that once and it didn't work very I mean, nothing that, really happened. That made a little news. That was fun.
1: That was yeah. fun. You didn't feel like relaxed or happy or didn't pain-free or really, I don't I found
2: him eating Cheetos
0: out of the bag. He couldn't get enough of them. It was really
2: weird.
1: How many gummies did you eat? Just one. I don't know if that's enough. I've never done like marijuana. Apparently again, it's not.
0: For a fat guy like me, it's apparently not. But,
1: okay. Right. I don't okay. think you're fat. I actually right. think you're coming back. here looking very sleek. Thank you. All right. It's a podcast. People can't see. But you can imagine Jim looking all sleek in his suit right now. Greg's looking pretty fancy, too. Thank all right. Um, let's talk by. about... This is one of Jim's issues he brought in today. I didn't even know this was happening, but apparently 10 states, including the state of Utah, are now backing a gun gunmaker's... Um, backing a gunmaker in an appeal case with sandy hook elementary where all of those kids in the elementary were killed the idea here is that the lawsuits trying to hold the gunmaker responsible for the shooting of these children should gun be held responsible
0: Yes. give me a reason why we should have those assault weapons that were conceived and are Good for one thing, and that is killing the enemy on the battlefield. Give me a reason why the whole machinery of the industrial complex that makes millions and millions of dollars off of that shouldn't be held responsible. Just like those guys that are selling um, the opioids, corporations have responsibilities for the products they sell, whether it's vaping or whether it is tobacco. If you're selling a machine whose purpose is to kill people and send off explosions inside of children in an elementary school, yes, you should have some responsibility. And there with Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee is Sean Reyes proudly, for all the political life there is, standing against the parents at Sandy Hook and for the people that create those vicious machines of war. Of course, Utah should not be part of that. And it's part of a long pattern Sean Reyes has had to jump into lawsuits and waste Utah taxpayers' money. No, he should not be allowed to do that.
1: So I had not heard until uh, Jim showed me this article that uh, they are working. So the NRA in these 10 states are trying to help Makers Remington, right, of this um, weapon. Mm -hmm. Is this a good idea? No.
2: I, look, Jim just explained why he's for that. He hates guns and he wants to have them uh, confiscated, uh, banned, made elim- eliminated. And it's a nice end run to try and get to that. If you can get to the to the manufacturer who makes them, it's it's a great. Uh, strategy politically, but it's it's not one you could ever carry it forward. and if you r- drove in a truck or car to rob a bank or commit a crime or commit harm would would Chevy be in charge would be liable for that? Would the car maker be? What about the internet? If the Democrats believed that there was all this, manipulation with on Facebook and everything else so is Facebook guilty of treason Wait because it was the very vehicle that they used to to manipulate the public which I don't believe is the case as, as they do but again if someone's accessing something on on the internet that they shouldn't be that or that would create harm are you going after the internet providers of course you are not this isn't a st- this isn't a strategy that you could carry across the crimes and the things that we don't want to see happen in this country you can't lay it at the feet of car manufacturers internet providers even gun makers there is no there's no is there correlation any, to that.
0: is there now with the entire utah delegation going let's ban, ban those vapes they're bad their products are bad nope we're doing it away with it do you stand with the vape companies that no, they no, should be a good banned question. they shouldn't look, look you've there got are an times market. where your product is so bad where it, it has no socially redeeming value whatsoever, like assault weapons that are used in elementary school shootings where 22 little 5-, 6-, 7-year-olds were mowed down where you say, you know what, no, you can't have it, you yeah, can't build no them one, anymore. No
2: one would argue about what happened there and our, and our resoluteness to not ever see that happen again. Then stop but making ak forty seven. If you thought that stopping the, the manufacturing of and the selling of those weapons would eliminate these crimes that you're describing, you might have a a case. But let me tell you, there are 300 million guns in this country. Let's say that you go to DC and you guys write a flowery bill that says, no more, we don't let any more be made, we want to buy back, we're going to take them all back, we're going to confiscate them do you honestly think the three hundred million guns in this country disappear and if they don't what kind of government would you like to see that goes and finds those weapons I'm saying 300 and takes them away. How many AK-47s it, well, are out there? To the very case you're making about the, the horrific crimes that people have committed what you're talking about doing, going after manufacturers or all these things, it will not have the measurable let's try it. Uh, prevention you that you're a talking lawsuit. about. So here's it a question:
1: was. If the lawsuit were different, and let's say an AK-47 was not used at Sandy Hook or wherever the lawsuit was going on, and somebody brought in, let's say, multiple handguns, would you support a lawsuit still, or would it be different because they weren't? Oh, it's before? different.
0: I mean, there there is there's some. Logical reason on, on allowing people to have handguns and sporting weapons and the other, there's no reason those assault weapons ought to be available per, uh, at, at a whim. Australia had this problem, and you know what? It's the size of they Texas, did away Australia. with it. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly. It's the size of Texas, and they did away with it. What is your solution, Greg? What What are you guys going to do? You're just going to you just can't wait till we see it no, I, happen no, I, in I, I Utah. Do, I, There's I, an assault weapon against okay, our Greg, kids. I'm glad you
2: asked. Here's <clears throat> the answer: uh, If someone drives drunk, we don't sue Jack Daniels for that person driving drunk. However, if the person was at the bar and they were overserved, they you were could served. Go past, go after the server. You could go server. after them. Yeah. If there are If there are liability laws where the the way people get get their guns that person commits a crime and there was not a thorough check or there wasn't, we have these on the book. If, if something was done in a way where people had these weapons or these guns and then a crime was committed, you can go back and look at how they've got those. And I think there can be liability for that. And I think with the technology today, if I had a gun, we talk about the gun, the gun show loophole. Some of that is logistics, but I, I think we're going to get to a place with technology where I wouldn't want to sell my gun. If I knew that if I sold my gun to a stranger, if I had one and I wanted to sell it, that if they committed a crime with that, there would be a liability on me if I did not go through a certain process. There will be, in the years to come, the desire for the buyer and the seller to clear themselves of legal liability, to go through that process, even through technology, to make sure that those bill of sales have gone through that scrutiny. You're gonna do that. Will it stop it entirely? No, because you have criminals that have never considered any of these legal ways of getting guns that will continue to be criminals. That will always happen, but for the law-abiding citizens who are the far majority of those that own guns, law-abiding citizens, we will find greater and greater ways to make sure that we are buying them and we are protecting ourselves from legal liability in the event of a crime being occurred with with a handgun. Which or a reminds weapon. me of something that yeah. happened
1: in the news this week. Uh, Laura McCluskey, the student who was shot and killed by her once boyfriend, a strange boyfriend at the University of Utah, the person who loaned the gun to the shooter is now on probation for three years, a judge deciding to hold them accountable for giving that right they had where they'd been approved to have this kind of giving it to someone else. I think things
2: like that ought to be paid attention to, and there ought to be accountability Does that help? Jim's
1: rolling his eyes. Ages like banning.
0: Ban assault weapons, period. Go after the manufacturers, have buybacks, get them off the streets, save the children, and keep the other <laughs> two hundred and ninety-nine million, five hundred and ninety-nine million guns, but assault weapons—give me a break.
1: Okay, we've been over vapes this week, and I actually told you we weren't going to talk about it. But since you brought it up. Um, Obviously, this is an issue where people want gun control. Even here in Utah, a new UtahPolicy.com poll shows that 56% say the federal government should ban all assault-style weapons, 32% oppose a ban, 59% also want Congress to ban high-capacity magazines, just 30% disagree. So people are looking for change there, but Congress isn't taking it up. But Congress is all of a sudden taking up vaping. Should we be getting rid of vaping, or should we just concentrate on guns right now?
0: Vaping, especially with strawberry and candy cane and just seems creepy to me i just um, i know but you tell I know. kids love them oh, I know, i'm so
2: confused this is what i don't understand because i'm not disagreeing with what jim just said amazingly but i can't <laughs> keep track of left of center lobbying for recreational marijuana that will have all kinds of flavors to them That will have dispensaries that have every kind of cotton candy or flavor that you'd want under the sun at the same time Losing sleep or getting angry about vaping that could taste like candy. Can we just be consistent? I don't know how we legalize marijuana over here. We ban super big gulp or, or forty-four ounce drinks Those over on this side. How we <laughs> get mad about vaping, but we're good about something. just pick a path, man. I'm just saying. Look, it's and as far as vaping goes, you know, secondhand smoke has been said to to cause cancer. It's it's co- to cause lung cancer. If we can find a way in an emerging market with vaping, I'm not. I'm not a, I'm not promoting vaping per se but I cannot keep track of where water vapor is eliminating the carcinogens and the and the smoke and the secondhand smoke that this is the worst thing that's ever happened when I I think if you could find a safe way for that to be done instead of smoking net net we're going to have a healthier society for it but I think the emphasis would be what is really safe it's so new this vaping uh, industry that I think that we don't have or possibly could not have the safeguards around it so we got to do something there but Let's not just lose our minds over this when we're fighting for medical cannabis, recreational cannabis, uh, other things. It we just seems a bit distorted.
0: What about secondhand gummy bears? You don't hear a <laughs> lot about that. <laughs> There's a dangerous. piece laying there. You didn't know where it came from. And you you know, popped they, it. I mean, I was reading a little when I was away in, in Mexico. All right, got to tell a quick story because I'm okay, talking almost out of time. Right, it'll be quick. And Thoreau came up. And Thoreau said, consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I heard this. So Thank that's you. all I'm saying. You know, all right, you're right. There's no consistency to it. but Just because Thoreau said it doesn't make it true. I think <laughs> consistency
2: right, is right. actually a nice quality. Yeah, I especially <laughs> in the law, right?
1: It is <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. all right. That's
0: evenly practice. Treat yourselves diet, nice. You know. Go
1: get yourself a candy cigarette. You know, they had back it, in the 80s. Oh, do they yeah. sell those anymore?
0: Probably. It not indeed. in Utah.
1: No, probably not. Liquor Online. stores only. <laughs> Straight sugar is not good for you <laughs> we either. We have
0: truly missed Jim. This I know. Is, seriously. This is I feel like I need to bring some stuff.
1: caffeine before Jim comes here because I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm dragging compared to you. So oh, well. I'll have what you're having. We're glad you're so back. So good to be here. Yes. And we would like to thank everyone Welcome who filled back. in for Jim while he was gone. Yes. So thanks yes. for sticking you're with us. House. Thanks for being back. And we'll have a here. great weekend, everyone. We will be back to debate with more caffeine next Friday.